Welcome to Values Over Vanity. This is your girl, Francia, aka Franny B. And today I am so excited. I want to welcome my guest, Nina Ganguly, to the program. Nina is an author, a speaker, a certified professional life coach, and an ICANN life leader. She has over 20 years experience in corporate performance. Um, results analysis and strategic leadership. She is known for her signature style that causes a shift in mindset. She also navigates her clients through a personal journey of what it is like to transform ICANN into ICANN. And I can attest to that because she is my life coach. So welcome, welcome Nina. How are you doing today? Oh, I am fantastic, Francia. Thank you for that wonderful introduction. It's always nice to hear, remember, and remind myself who I am. <laughs> you know, I'm just so excited to be here with you. I have been listening to your podcast since, I, since inception. And just, you know, to be a part of it now is such an honor. Um, thank you so much for inviting me to be here with you today. Well, you know, Nina, I came to you with an idea for a podcast and you helped me, you helped me actually with the, <laughs> with the beginning process, with everything, because you know me, I was hesitant. I, you know, my story, not liking my voice and you encouraged me, you inspired me, you motivated me and you gave me the tools that I needed. You know, and I, I always come back to thanking you all the time, but you know that I'm so grateful that you are a part of my tribe. I keep saying I asked God to send me my tribe and you showed up. So I want to thank you so much, um, Nina. Oh, Francia, you know, it's it's the work is like when the person shows up, I get to be exactly who I'm designed to be. And just having that connection with you, it was instantaneous, you and I, when I call, I remember, you know, our mutual friend, Celine, who said, Nina, I'm just going to, I'm going to have someone give you, reach out, can you reach out to my friend Francia? And we connected and it was instant. The, the connection was instant. And, you know, out of this coaching relationship, it's not always normal to create a friendship and a tribe out mm -hmm. of a person, you know, with the people that you coach, but there was something unique and special about you and unique and special about our relationship that's just allowed us to flourish together. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And, and it's just an honor to be on the journey with you. Amazing. Thank you so much. Coming back to you though, Nina, I want to know a little bit about yourself. I know I, I introduced you and I give you all of these accolades, but <laughs> when did it all began? Like when did it, when, Oh. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey up to this point right now today. It's where did it all begin? Well, I mean, I could start from the beginning, but that would be like a three hour show. <laughs> uh, but let me just tell you a little bit about where, you know, the coaching part started and then we'll, we'll, we'll go from there. You know, my, in 2007, my father passed away. And as most people know, when someone that close to you passes, it has you really look at your life, you know, why am I here? What's my purpose? You know, what's it all for? Because at the end of the day, 
when you're born, there's, there is a date at some point when you're going to leave. And what are you going to do in between? And, you know, I was very lost. I was lost when he passed away because he played an instrumental part in my life. Now people are, you know, the way I'm saying this could sound like it was extremely positive, but it was not, uh, you know, unfortunately he was an abuser, uh, at many different levels. And through the abuse, I had it like, I couldn't do anything outside of what he designed my life to be. He was very controlling, psychologically abusive. And when he died, I didn't know who I was because I was created or I created for myself or he created that this is who Nina is. Nina is this person. And I lived inside of that. And when he passed away, I just, I had no idea. Like, who am I? What do I want to do? And that's really where the journey started for me. I would say before that I was on autopilot, mm -hmm. you know, just stepping into whatever was created. And, you know, we can talk more about that as, as the conversation goes along, because this is, I don't want this to be a trauma share. I really want it to be about a journey. Mm -hmm. And the journey really has been when I learned. So I thought I couldn't do or be who I wanted to be. I needed to be X person for my dad. So, you know, he would be happy. And so, like I said, when he passed away, I didn't know who I was. And a lot of traumatic things happened around his death, you know, not just his death, there was a death of a friendship. And, you know, a, a family friend of mine, who we had been close for years and years and years, that happened as well. And it had me look at my life and say, well, what's going on in my life right now? And as that continued, and as that happened, I turned, I turned to God. Honestly, that was the beginning of my journey was one day I was sitting in my, I uh, was sitting in a, in a one-on-one -on -one with a, with one of my direct reports who happened to be very, at the time I'm going to, you can't see my air quotes, but say religious. And I was very judgmental of religious people because I really believed that because of the life that I had so far, God wasn't interested in my life. And I sat in front of this gentleman who was always quoting Bible verses. And I don't know what happened. You know, when, when the divine universe comes together and conspires for you, it makes you do things you never thought you would do. And in the middle of a professional one-on-one, -on -one, I stopped him and I said, his name is Mawe. I said, Mawe, how do I forgive? I don't know how to forgive. I was so angry at all the things that had happened and it was culminating and it was impacting me. And he just started, he started being like a spiritual guide for me. And that's, you know, that's where, that's where it started this journey of who I am today and who I continue to be moving inside of. Thank you so much. That is so powerful. And in all of that, were you able to, I guess, find your life purpose? Were you able? And yes. And so it's so funny, Francia, you know, it's so it's just everything is so weird. I'm going to say weird. The word weird is means like you look back and you're like, huh, who would have thought? 
again, I was sitting in a in a one on one with one of my um, team members, and we were talking, and there was just some some things that she was dealing with, which was impacting her performance. And I asked a lot of questions about what was going on in her personal life, because I know that the whole person shows up to work, right? It's not just the work person that shows up. When you come to work, you are a whole person. And as I, you know, got to know her better and got to know what, what she was dealing with, uh, we were able to come up with a plan to support her in elevating her performance. And later on, she said to me, Nina, have you ever thought about being a life coach? And I said to her, I, I didn't even know what that was. What's a life coach? Huh, interesting. So she gave me a, a kind of like a synopsis of what a life coach does. And I'm like, hey, I kind of do that anyway, <laughs> you know, when I'm working with people or talking to my friends or uh, what have you. And so I started looking it up. So that was in about 2010, maybe. Yeah, 2010. I started looking it up. And I was like, okay, I want to take some courses, but the courses that I was looking at, like become a life coach in a day. And for me, uh, I was, I thought to myself, no, I, I wouldn't want to go to see somebody who just did a certificate in a day and give them my whole life story and be like, that's it. So it took me about two years before I found something that I found a course that I really thought, okay, this is, this is juicy enough. This is going to give me what I want. And I registered for the course through Erickson Coaching Institute um, out of Vancouver. Uh, and the, the moment the instructor opened his mouth and within the first hour of training, I knew I had found my purpose. Not that I was struggling with what my purpose was because I always felt I I've always gravitated to leadership positions and leadership roles and developing and training people, but I didn't know that there was something I could do between counseling, which is what I went to school for and decided that I didn't want to go that route and, you know, leadership development, getting into that personal space with somebody. And I found it. And, you know, I would say, quote unquote, the rest is history from there. So in all of that, you were working in the corporate world or mm -hmm. did you, you went to school, you went to, to take the course while working in the corporate world. Yes. What made you, uh, when did you finally say, you know what, I'm going to walk away from this, um, oh. pursue my whole, my own practice. And was it a hard decision for you to make? The decision was not hard. No, <laughs> not at all. So that it's an interesting story. So, um, once I wrote my, so I wrote a book in 2015 called Confessions of a Cantaholic, mm -hmm. how to go from I can't to I can. But that in, in that journey of writing the book, I began to realize, you know, I, I think I, I've got to like do something different. Like this is not, working in the corporate world is not going to allow me to serve the world the way I'm meant to serve the world. So before I started writing the book, I went, I requested to go part-time. So I was being, a, I was a part-time supervisor and wrote the book, uh, launched the book. And the one thing though, I said to myself is I'm actually, I'm not going to leave this. I'm not going to quit. I don't know what made me, what had me think that I'm not going to quit. I'm going to leave when I get a package. 
So fast forward to the beginning of 2016, like right at the beginning, of, exactly almost a year, uh, five years ago, my manager called me into her office and she said to me, Nina, <clears throat> um, I'm going to need you to go back full time. There had been some some changes in the in the um, structure of the of the of operations, and she said, "I'm going to need you to go back full time." And I also know that that's not what it's not what you want. It's clear it's not what you want. So you also have the choice of taking this package. It was a no brainer for me, Francia. A no brainer. But I, you know, I'm not just responsible for myself, right? I am. A, I have a husband. I have two children, and that's where the decision was taxing for me. Was considering that, you know, if I choose to walk away from stability, which is usually what a job is, not that much anymore, but it's going to impact my family. Of course. Yeah, not just me. So I had a conversation with my husband, and all, what he said was, "If you know this is going to work." then go for it. Only in the support. Yep. So almost, almost, yeah, exactly five years ago, I became an entrepreneur. And you know what? The universe knows when it's time. Oh my goodness. Yes. Right. I, like I, I realized that every single thing, you know, I, like I keep saying, I know some people might be saying, I don't like a lot of bad things happen to me and a lot of, you know, horrible like trials and tribulation happen. And why would, why would God want that to happen to you? Why would everything happens for a reason? What, if, what about those horrible things? Mm. And a lot of the times I'm looking at it and I'm like, the, the, the decisions that were made for you, mm -hmm. that not made for yourself are all lessons lessons for you to learn in forgiveness not only of the person that did you wrong but forgiveness of yourself because sometimes not sometimes you might think that you deserve it mm -hmm. or you might ask why did i deserve it why did i deserve i didn't do anything wrong especially if you are a young child mm -hmm. um th that's why i really think that, that a lot of the conditions and the traditions that we were taught needs to be revamped and upgraded because I think that they really do harm us than mm. help us. So, you know, uh, God is, I, 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 you're on our prayer call and we talk and I, I, as I get to know myself even more, I'm seeing this all the time. Every single thing happens for a reason. We just have to step back and observe it and, and see what it is teaching us in that moment. Because that moment that, that is going to, the, the lesson that is teaching us is actually helping us for the next chapter in our lives. Right? I agree with you 100%. So people might say to me, do you wish that you're, you didn't experience what you experienced as a child? Well, my answer is this. Do I wish I didn't have to go through that? Sure. I mean, nobody wishes to be abused, right? That's not somebody doesn't wake up one day and say, I want to be a victim of abuse. However, Francia, I do not 
regret anything that has happened in my life. In line with what you've said, if I hadn't gone through what I went through, if I hadn't experienced that level of, I would say a trial, a tribulation, I wouldn't have the relationship that I have right now with God. I wouldn't have the business that I have. I wouldn't be who I am without that history. So I can't negate that history and wish it didn't happen. Because if it didn't happen, you and I may not be having a conversation about this right now. Exactly. And, and, and I realized that, that that experience make you so real. Because now you're able to use that and help other people that have gone through that to show you, you know what? I, I went through that. I, I had to do a lot of self-reflection, a lot of healing. And I'm still standing tall every day that I, well, for me, every day that I open my eyes is like, what's next? What's new? What's, because before you're holding on to those things that happened to you in the past, not realizing that you're actually reliving those things every moment that you remember them. So true. The lessons in them, you know, not learn the lessons in them. We need to learn the lessons in everything so that we can use it and apply it. And you know what? I don't even want to say it, it, it is a pro it can be profitable because that's where your gifts is. Yes, a hundred percent. So, you know, you can walk around the world if you like, if you choose to walk around the world saying, why me? Why did that happen to me? Why did that have to happen to me? Why me? Why did this person do me wrong? Why did that person do me wrong? Why didn't I get this job? Why didn't I get that boyfriend? Why didn't, you know, I, why wasn't I able to get my raise? You could walk around like that. And many people do, or you could actually accept and say, well, why not me? What makes me so different and unique that this can't happen to me, but it should happen to somebody else. Oh. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I wouldn't wish my life, what I experienced on anybody, mm -hmm. but I never said, why me? I don't know. I can't tell you where that came from. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, sometimes you're just made a certain way mm -hmm. and I never questioned why me. Oh. My thinking always went to what would have somebody do that? Mm -hmm. So, you know how they say hurt people, hurt people. Yes. You know, my, my, the way I grew up, I was always more interested in, well, what would have someone do that? And because I came from that perspective, I think that's part of what had me be able to come out on the other side thriving. Mm -hmm. It really, I don't like to use the word that I survived because mm -hmm. survival is just getting by. Mm -hmm. I'm, I haven't survived. I have thrived through the ups and downs of my life. You know, God gave me this talent of resiliency. And it is a muscle that we can all build upon. And if we can build that muscle of resiliency, you can have the life that you want. You can create anything when you begin from that, that foundation of resiliency. And in all of that, like what keeps you grounded, Nina? God. Oh. Honestly, my relationship with God, my relationship 
that all the people that he's brought into my life, for instance, you, Francia, you know, you and I get on a call. Yes, we exchange energy. You know, we exchange thoughts, we exchange ideas. And yes, I happen to be your coach, but that doesn't mean a coach doesn't learn from a coachee. It's, it's the relationships that he's put in front of me. It is my belief and my faith in a higher power uh, that actually grounds me. That faith, man. Faith. That, that faith and trust is like, in this pandemic, this is what I'm, those two things are just always in the front of my mind. That everything that I'm going through, I have to trust that is for me and that life is happening for me instead of to me. Mm. To always look for the silver lining, to always look for the light in uh, the speck of light in the darkness. Amen to that. To that. At that end of the tunnel, that we are going to just everything that I wanted. Like I never had that faith in me. I never had that belief in that belief in me. But other people saw it. Like you. So who had that belief in you, Nina, before you had that belief in yourself? Who had that belief in you that made you say, is that the spiritual um, teacher back in the day? Or is it your husband, your mom? Who believed in Nina before Nina believed in herself? Wow, that's such a great question. I, I would say everyone, <laughs> I have been very blessed. I haven't had anyone say to me, are you insane? Are you nuts? You want to do this? Are, are you crazy? Or no one ever so, said to me, you can't do that. I have been very blessed to say that my husband has always had faith in me. The people that I reached out always had faith in me. I remember, it's so funny, the people that um, I supervised became like my tribe. And I remember talking to one of my other uh, uh, team members, her name is Wendy. And she said to, she always said to me, Nina, you know, you're so powerful. Stop hiding. You're so powerful. Go and do what God has destined you to do. It was people like that who kept telling me, go do this. Stop hiding. It was, it was, God was using them. I really do believe that. I, I believe that when I didn't know where my purpose would lie, he sent messengers. Yes. And thank goodness I listened. I believe that every single person coming in front of you are messengers. Like mm -hmm. I thought, I was, I told you, I was fasting and three days of fasting and that came to me how every uh, people come into your life a reason a season and a lifetime mm. and they're all messengers and you know sometimes you, we we get so bogged down in our minds and have those doubts and those fears and somebody show up at the right time to say the right word you know a hundred percent oh my gosh Francia every time anytime I am veering off my path anytime 
you know, something's distracting me. I've, you know, started creating something that's not in alignment with what my true purpose is. Messages come. Messages come and they're so loud and clear. I would have to be daft not to get them. Exactly. Right. Yep. I think that, and I think that's the power of now, you know, you have your morning positivity on Facebook live that eight o'clock every day. <laughs> so everyone listening, please join in to Nina Ganguly or follow her on Facebook. But um, where was I just going with that? Shoot, I didn't before I veered off, but either way, yes, your, your morning show for me, I, I, I feel like I can't do without it. Mm. There's a message in that, like it resonates. Anytime that you think that you are off, like not you think that you are off track are uh, for me. And I listen to one of your, your lives. It is like, oh my God, is she reading my mind? <laughs> this is why I like, you show up and you show out and I don't know how do you how you prepare yourself for these for, for your morning show I think you said that you just get up and whatever comes comes in you just go with but powerful stuff I think that we miss our if we are not in the present moment you're reading right now the power of now mm-hmm. we miss all of those little miracles we, we we're so consumed with our thoughts and what we should be doing and blah 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 somebody come in with a message and we we miss that message because of our thoughts right absolutely we need to create your world yeah so we have to realize that sometimes when we are overthinking we miss the little things that we need to hear in that moment to help us propel us into something better Uh, you know what francia a hundred percent if we are there's some it's there's so much gold in what you're saying if you are consumed by the I can't, right? Those negative thoughts, yes. the, I call it the cantaholism. I turn, turn, coined that term a cantaholic is because you know, you're, well, I can't do that. I can't do that. I can't do that. Um, I can't be like that. Oh, I don't deserve that. You don't actually have time to hear the message. You're absolutely right. You're not clear enough and present enough to see that the, the answer is right in front of you. There's this, you know, we always talk about this on prayer, on prayer group. There's this, uh, I guess, antidote about this priest who's on a roof and there's a flood and he's waiting for God to save him because he's done so much service to God. And there's, you know, uh, a boat of neighbors come by and say, you know, call out to him and say, listen, get in the boat, we'll take you. And he goes, no, 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 my, you know, I've got, I've got God, God will save me. Then another set of people come by and he says, they say, get in, get in. We're, we'll take you to safety. He goes, no, no, God is going to save me. And then a, the fire people come by, the emergency services come by and say, listen, come on, get in. And he says, no, 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 no. God is going to, going to save me. And the next thing you see in the story is this man is at the pearly gates talking to God. And he says, God, I served you all my life. And what happened? You didn't save me. And God says to him, do you remember the neighbor I sent you? Do you remember that other set that I sent you? And, and the first responders? That was me. God doesn't come, but he sends somebody. Yes. Amen. 
you preaching this morning, Nina. <laughs> All right, the download. You know, you know, I, I I'm not always prepared for everything, but I did, I, I did see the questions. I did prepare, but there's always a message. Yeah, there always is a message, right? Yeah. So what does being authentically, I'm like, I don't want to keep you on. We were going for a little while, but you know what? I could spend all day listening to you because your words are so wise. And I know that they're going to resonate with the, the listeners of this program, Nina. Um, mm. What is, what does being authentically you, all of this, Nina, Nina, mm. what being authentically you looks like? like? It's such a powerful question, Francia such a powerful question what does authentically you look like to me it means serving in your divine purpose it means being completely present it means serving in a way that moves humanity forward but for me specifically because that's all just big talk right <laughs> for me it means waking up every day asking myself what does nina want and just doing that and being that who does nina want to be not who does francia want me to be who does my husband want me to be who do my children want me to be no no none of that actually matters because that's inauthentic but who do i want to be how do i want to serve and what difference do I want to make? And it's taken me a long time to get to this place where I even I know the answer to that. Wow. For me, it's like, I, I, I am black, but I'm not just black. I'm a woman, but I'm not just a woman. I am a career counselor. I'm a mother. I'm a daughter, but I'm not just all of that. I'm not just all of that. Those are labels on me. Mm. You know, sometimes we have to step a step, a step back and just be. Exactly. Label Francia Hurley is a label that was placed on me. I didn't have any control of that. My mother called me that. Mm -hmm. And I started using that as a personality. You know what I mean? As something. But under all of that, forget the Francia Hurley. Who am I? What do I want? What will make me jump for joy? Because mm -hmm. I know that love is a part of me. Happiness is a part of me. All of these things are a part of me. But the being of Francia Hurley is just stillness. The being, not Francia Hurley, the being. Like that's, that's pretty deep. If people really take away all of the labels that have been placed on them, mm -hmm and just be, what will they do with that, that shell? If mm. everything, if all the limiting beliefs, all the fears, all the doubts, all the definitions that people put on you, and you started putting those, put, starting creating what you want, what would you create? Mm. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. You know, it's, it's authentically you is just being. Wow. Amen. Right? Mm-hmm. 
I don't want to go too deep, but anyway, let's go. Do you have any hidden talents? Okay, let's let's. Oh, uh, hidden talents! Oh my. <laughs> um, I think I have like you know that saying, "Jack of all trades, master of none." <laughs> I think one of my hidden talents is that you give me something to do, and I will figure out how to do it. Mm. That's what I realize, you know. <laughs> As long as there's information on how to do it, like, or you can Google whatever. Mm -hmm. But you know, some people obviously that they have a weakness. And I, I, I realized that, as I said, God gave you, when you think that you have something, that there's something about you that you don't like, or you think that you lack, he gives you experiences for you to build on that, you know, so you don't lack it. But you keep telling yourself you're lacking it, even though you're getting experience to confirm that you really are not lacking it. That's so true. <laughs> so true. Yeah. It's I hear so him true. voice and he and he may have put me in front of people to interview people every day. So how do you hear your voice and you're giving people <laughs> you're so a receptionist? You are doing customer service, you're talking to clients. You're how do you hear your voice and you're in all of these situations and having all this experience? You know what I mean? Yes. I totally know what you mean. <laughs> so, yes. yeah, my friend told me that. I said, what is your weakness? And she said, Francia, I lack confidence. And I'm like, how do you lack confidence when you've been different of a client? And you, I said, you were telling yourself that. Mm, yes. <laughs> when you give people a different perspective on how to look at things, this, then they wake up. Exactly. That is, you know, honestly, that is the role of a coach right it truly is the role of a coach is to provide the space for someone to discover a different perspective i love that definition i love that Tinta. well you do it for your clients yes you know you give them a different perspective of what it looks like to work in the world mm -hmm. amongst many other things that you do it's certainly something that you are very good at is having people see a different perspective. Us, you, you have helped me see a different perspective. You are the one that brought a lot of this on me now. I have to praise you. Um, okay. I'm humbled. <laughs> What's one life achievement that you are proud of, Nina? Oh, wow. The biggest achievement I'm proud of is taking the step to walk away from security and dive deep into the abyss of entrepreneurship. Look where it got you. It, it, you got freedom from that so much freedom uh you know i think one of my girlfriends said to me the other day as we were talking she said nina the one thing about you is you say you're gonna do something and you do it and i think that's what i'm really proud of i have no idea what the journey is going to look like and i didn't even realize about th that about myself until she said it and i had to look back and say yes actually everything that i said i wanted in my life i have achieved and sometimes it's just unconscious. It's just because I said it, that I'm going to do this, or this is going to happen. And I do what it, then I do what it takes 
in order to have that. And I'm not unique or an anomaly. Anyone can do that. But I guess, you know, if you if I were to really look what my greatest achievement is in life is always going after what I want. Stepping outside that box though. Oh yeah, because it's not comfortable. I don't live a comfortable life. <laughs> That's hard for people. We put ourselves in these boxes and then we are so afraid to get out of the box, to come out of the box. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and, and it's so life, like it's, it's stressful. It's all of these things that we say is stressful. <laughs> it's stressful. Yeah. But we create that stress. Yes. You know? Wow. Yes. Oh. That's human nature though. Our brains were, were built that way. <laughs> Okay, so I have two uh, two last questions, Nina, before we wrap up. Sure. Um, tell me a weakness that you thought that you had, but was actually a strength or that actually turned into a strength for you. Because as I said, we I, I don't believe we all have weaknesses, but do you think that you had any weaknesses that you actually turn into a strength? Yeah, my compassion. Mm -hmm. So people think because you give so many people chances, you love them so much that it opens you up to being hurt. And in, indeed it does. And people can see that as a weakness, right? Yes. You know, letting, letting people in, but without that, that is actually my truest power is the ability to meet people where they're at. And, you know, from the outside looking in, you know, I've been told, oh, you let that person walk all over you. Oh, you do this. Oh, you do that. Blah, 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 whatever they're going to say. But that's actually my strength. Amazing. As I said, when we realize that we really don't have any weaknesses, if the weakness, the weaknesses, we get experience for it. And your compassion has grown over time. Do you think, or do you think that it was always there? It was always there. You just had to tap into it. I think it was always there. I had to tap into it, but I used to make myself wrong about it. Mm -hmm. I used to be like, oh yeah, maybe I am letting all these people walk over me. And then, I, and then I thought, no, I don't feel like I'm being walked over. That's mm -hmm. not the way it, it occurs to me. Like, let me just look and see. And I, I really get that that's this, that, that was a talent that was given to me, my ability to meet people where they're at and be compassionate and non-judgmental and be a space for whoever you happen to be i might not always agree with your viewpoint or opinion or what you do but that doesn't mean i can't be compassionate for your situation amazing amazing and um you know this program is called values over vanity what is the most one well, one of the most important values that you're carrying with you that you have that you've learned your mom your your, your whoever taught you or that is a part of you the value what what is that one that's a loaded question you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh i value human beings life mm. amazing Everyone deserves the life they want to lead, everybody. And when I say everybody, I actually mean everyone. From the guy on death row to the richest person in the world. 
because not all of them are happy. And not all of them are leading the life that they want to live. And every human being deserves to do that. And I strongly believe if we did, Francie, if we came from a place of living a life that we love, it would transform the human race. Yeah. Resonates, resonates. Every time I have to tap my fingers because resonates, man. Trust me. Vanity now. Final question before we wrap this up, Nina. Yes. What's one thing that you cannot live without? Something that... I'll tell you. Material thing. A material thing. A material that, thing that I yeah. cannot live without? Yes. A material thing that I cannot live without? Books. Books. I know that's not even vain. I'm, I'm going to say vanity would be my hair. Like if I lost my hair, I would be very sad. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I was asking my friend that this question and she said her phone. Oh no, I don't even care about my phone. To be honest, half the time people are like, I called you, I texted you, where are you? Because I'm leaving it around. But I would say like, if I was coming from a place of true uh, external, you know, vanity, it would be my hair. I have always, you know, had a lot of hair. (laughs) And this is not even as much as I used to have when I was younger. Well, I, I see how much you how much you have now, so I can imagine. I know your daughter have a, had a lot too when I saw some pics with her, but yes. Thank you so much, Nina. I really, truly enjoyed this interview. I know that my listeners are going to get something from what you said because so deep. The conversation was so such so amazing. So so down to earth you know people just need to know that there's other people out there that are just like them and they're not alone and um, I'm so happy that I am a part of your journey and you are a part of mine so I appreciate you coming on values over vanity so much any final advice or any words for the listeners that you can give before yes Absolutely. First of all, I do want to say thank you, Francia. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for beautiful conversations. I truly believe that the world can move forward when you have these type of conversations, conversations that move people, values over vanity, not talking about judgments and criticisms and gossip, but truly deep conversations about people what they've gone through and how they journey forward. And my final words to people are, there's a quote by Henry Ford that is my favorite, and I'm gonna share that with you. So whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Wow, powerful. Thank you so much, Nina. And you've been listening to Values Over Vanity. This is your girl, Francia, a.k.a. Franny B. Thank you and good night.